the Democratic National Committee has hired a guy by the name of Chris Corgi, Chris Corgi, uh, as its finance chair. This is from the Huffington Post. And let me just skip around for a little bit here so you just get a little drift here. So if you can't see that, this is a tweet from uh, 20, when was this? This is from 2018. Somebody tweeted out, no more Bernie Sanders. This man is dangerous to the future of the Democratic Party. I don't want to hear that he's running in 2020. I don't want to hear about him anymore. No more Bernie. Who is that there? That, that retweet? Chris Corgi. I think I'm pronouncing his last name right. Let me give you a little bit more about Mr. Corgi. Corgi is a South Florida attorney, former Miami-Dade County lobbyist, and former Demo- and longtime Democratic donor he, to serve the top fundraising post for Henry Munoz, who stepped down earlier this month. The DNC's voting membership will have the chance to vote on him on confirming Corgi at the party's August meeting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Key, word, key phrasing here. Former Miami-Dade County lobbyist and longtime Democratic donor. Well, you know who is a big political figure in the Miami-Dade area? Can you take a guess? Who's a big political figure in the Miami-Dade area? Do, 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 do. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So, full disclosure, haven't dug around yet. Didn't have time. Had a few calls before this not live stream. This guy's a lobbyist from South Florida. I think he knows who Debbie Wasserman Schultz is and reason would stand. They know each other. Probably have, maybe not direct links, but some association. And I'll have more on that when when I've had time to research. So this guy, in December, so just uh, six months ago, was retweeting tweets, no more Bernie Sanders. This 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 man is dangerous to the future of the Democratic Party. I don't want to hear that he's running in 2020. I don't want to hear about him anymore. No more Bernie. He himself has tweeted, Here is this tweet, and uh, all of these tweets were deleted, of course. So this is a tweet from Chris Corgi. Huffington Post just has the screenshots. This is from March 2016. There is no choice. The The only burn the middle class will feel from Bernie is the pain from all those tax increases. This is from March 2016. This is the new DNC finance chair. Chris Koji, January 2016. Guns, guns, guns. Come on, Bernie, just admit you have been weak on guns for political purpose. It's unbelievable. Tom Perez, who has been pretending, oh, nope, we're neutral now. You know, superdelegates are now in the second ballot. Uh, so superdelegates can't, desert, can't decide the first ballot? It's a step in the right direction. I still think superdelegates do have the potential to decide because with all of these candidates, all 75,000 of the candidates running, it's very possible nobody gets enough pledged delegates to become the clear nominee at the convention, which 
It would then go to a second round where superdelegates get to vote. But you have the Democratic Party under Tom Perez claiming on one breath to be neutral, right? They're neutral. Yet you're hiring a finance, you're not hiring like a secretary or an administrative assistant. You're hiring the, the director of your finance. That the NC is largely a finance machine. They are there to raise money for corporate establishment candidates. Basically said six months ago, or endorsed somebody saying it, Bernie Sanders is a danger to the Democratic Party. I don't want to hear Bernie is running. Who said the only pain or burn the middle class will feel is the tax increases from Bernie Sanders. I mean, this could be, this, this, any Republican would talk that way. But this is Chris Corgi, who is now the finance director of the Democratic National Committee. You couldn't, you couldn't have found anyone else that at least says this in private, doesn't tweet it openly six months ago. Let's see what Chris Corgi has to say. I have worked tirelessly. I have worked tirelessly to help the Democratic Party and have been proud to support a wider, wet, wide array of Democratic candidates, Corgi said in a statement. I'm fully committed to the DNC's neutrality policy, and I look forward to raising the funds necessary to help whoever our Democratic nominee is. Yes, you, you have supported a wide array of candidates like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Yes, a wide array of corporate Wall Street rubber stamped warmongers like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. You definitely have supported them. DNC Chairman Tom Perez Capcorgi. Oh, I just read, I read you that already. In interviews with Huffington Post this week, Jeff Weaver, a senior advisor to Sanders' 2020 presidential bid, Nebraska Democratic Party Chairman Jane Klebe, Kleb, DNC member James Zogby, and DNC member Larry Cohn all called on Corgi to clarify that he would leave past antipathy to Sanders behind in his new role. Kleb, Zogby, and Cohen all endorsed Sanders in 2016 and serve on the board of Our Revolution, the nonprofit that came out of his 2016 bid. As a state party chair, Kleb will remain neutral during the 2020 primary. The DNC, quote, the DNC, in my conversations with Chairman Perez, has committed to neutrality, Weaver said hours before Corgi released his statement. Any statement that would commit to it on his part would be an appropriate gesture. Quote, I hope that when he gets to the DNC, he has some of those young people help him find the delete button on his Twitter account. During the 2016 primary, Corgi was a major donor and bundler for Hillary Clinton, and he repeatedly blasted Sanders on social media. And by the way, guess what? Chris Corgi, you know who he, you know who he donated to recently? In January? $2,700, the max amount to Kamala Harris in January. December, he's retweeting, Bernie Sanders is, dang is a danger to the future of the Democratic Party. The next month, $2,700 to Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> Excuse me, Kamala Harris. I say that because basically Kamala Harris is stepping in as Hillary 2.0. All of Hillary Clinton's donors are now Kamala Harris's donors, and most of Kamala Harris's top campaign advisors and, and staffers worked for Hillary Clinton's campaign. It's just a seamless transition, seamless transition. And I think a lot of the donors are uh, um, hedging their bets uh, between Biden and Kamala 
And ultimately, if Biden were to win the nomination, he would pick Kamala Harris. Uh, or before, uh, before the nomination is up, if Kamala Harris is still far behind, Biden would pick her to try and do, uh, you know, still Biden would be pretending he's middle class Joe and get a, a vice presidential uh, running mate in Kamala Harris who fills that identity role and gives him some cover for his awful, awful positions like the crime bill, including being against busing in the 70s and some other racist comments he's made. But you can't make this stuff up. The DNC, with the eyes of the country watching them, both progressives as well as Republicans, frankly, are sitting here pretending to be neutral when your finance chair is a political donor to one of the current candidates, Kamala Harris, when your finance chair is waving about the dangers of Bernie Sanders and high taxes, when your finance chair is a lobbyist from South Florida where Debbie Wasserman Schultz influence is thicker than wolves. I don't know if that's a good analogy. I'm so mad, remember to press that like button. Smash that like button. And I'm not just saying this, by the way, I'm not just saying this, by the way, uh, because it's totally, totally unfair to Bernie Sanders. It's unfair to people who donate to the DNC, even if they're not Bernie people. It's unfair to people who want actual democracy. So is the finance chair the same as Tom Perez? Does he have the same power? No. But is the finance chair one of the top three or top two most influential people at the Democratic National Committee? Yes. Follow the money. It's about the money, Lebowski. I don't want to hear that the DNC is neutral. They just hired a, basically a political operative, a mega donor, a lobbyist, who's wants Kamala Harris, apparently, to win, who's been ranting for three years now against Bernie Sanders. And you don't think that there might be some back, back, backdoor financial things that go on with that finance year to prop up other candidates? Maybe they won't put it in writing this time and have emails about these money laundering schemes like the Hillary Victory Fund. You remember that from 2016 where Hillary Clinton's campaign was giving uh, money to the state parties, but it ultimately just went back. The money it meant for either the DNC or the state Democratic parties was ultimately laundered back to Hillary Clinton's campaign. So I gotta tell you, keeping it real, I think Bernie Sanders uh, supporters uh, from the DNC, uh, this and, and Jeff Weaver, a campaign top senior campaign advisor to Bernie Sanders, um, was his campaign manager. I think their response is weak sauce. I like, I like all those people. No, no. The request is not, uh, well, we, we want Mr. Uh, Chris Corgi to make a statement avowing his neutrality. Debbie Wasserman Schultz is going on national television, you know, expressing her neutrality and vowing to neutrality as as that day, probably, they were all in writing email on how they could screw Bernie Sanders and prop up Hillary Clinton. I don't care what they say. No, no, no. We don't need a statement from Chris Corgi. We need this man not to become the DNC finance chair. If you, have a, if you want to have a neutral primary, you cannot have leading executives at the Democratic National Committee be 
proponents of one candidate and clearly on the record publicly uh, hostile to another. No, there's a difference between James Zagby, who's a DNC board member, right? He's a DNC member and he's pro Bernie Sanders, but he's not the chairman. He's not the finance chair. He's a DNC member. Of course, DNC members could have their political preferences, but you can't have the chairman, you can't have the, the finance chair, the secretary, whoever. People that make the decisions that could affect a primary be, be, be political operatives and mega donors to Kamala Harris. He, he donated $2,700 to Kamala Harris. I, I have to look more in depth. He might have bundled money for her too. So he might have directly donated and also raised and fundraised a lot of money for Kamala Harris. So I don't know about you, but I think the response for the Sanders campaign is be, shall be, we are adamantly against this person getting approved in August as the DNC finance chair. And we expect and demand that Chairman Perez revoke that nomination, period, end of story. You know, I understand that they're trying to be diplomatic I understand that 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 in this piece, uh, Jane 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 Kleb, see, Jane Kleb, uh, the Nebraska chair chairwoman, uh, 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 Nebraska's Democratic Party uh, chairwoman, says it's leaps and bounds from where it was in 2015 and 2016, referring to DNC's improved commitment to impartiality. I get it. And maybe they've taken some strides to make it appear that they're neutral. But you can't tell me that having as a top two position, this guy, who's a lobbyist, by the way, he's not exactly like, you know, the most progressive. Yeah, don't tell me that that person is wildly, uh, you know, is neutral. And his animosity and hostility towards Bernie Sanders, his favoritism towards Kamala Harris, and if not Kamala Harris, anyone who's pro-corporate, anyone who's pro-big banks, anyone who's pro-fossil fuels, anyone that's pro-big pharma, anyone that's pro-big real estate, anyone that's pro-Silicon Valley, and on and on and on, is going to not tilt the scales. What do you think? Tell us in the super chat, and we'll answer you right there in the live chat. So I hope to see Bernie Sanders' campaign not ask for like a comment or a statement from this gentleman vowing his neutrality and clarifying his comments about Bernie Sanders. Talk is cheap. We already know what he thinks. He deleted the tweets. You don't delete tweets if you don't have anything to hide. <sighs> I wasn't as politically aware in, two, aware in 2002 when all the fear mongering and all the false media reporting was going on to lead us to Iraq. I'm a lot more politically aware now and I'm seeing very scary things very scary misinformation or half information reports coming out now about Iran and the threat of Iran to our shores here. This is from the Associated Press. Report, Iran quadruples production of enriched uranium. Iran's quadrupled its uranium enrichment production capacity amid tensions with the U.S. over Tehran's atomic program. Nuclear officials said Monday, just after President Donald Trump and Iran's foreign minister traded threats and taunts on Twitter. Iran, Iranian, un, Iranian officials made a point to stress 
that the uranium would be enriched only to the 3.67% limit set under the 2015 nuclear deal with world powers, making it usable for a power plant, but far below what's needed for an atomic weapon. But by increasing production, Iran soon will go beyond the stockpile limitations set by the accord. Tehran has set a July 7th deadline for Europe to come up with new terms for the deal, or it will enrich closer to weapons grade levels in a Middle East already on edge. The Trump administration has deployed bombers and aircraft carriers to the region over still unspecified threats from Iran. Already this month, officials in the United Arab Emirates allege that four oil tankers were damaged in a sabotage attack. Yemeni rebels allied with Iran launched a drone attack on an oil pipeline in Saudi Arabia, and U.S. diplomats relayed a warning that commercial airliners could be misidentified by Iran and attacked, something dismissed by Tehran. Nowhere does the Associated Press say, like, just read this paragraph. Already this month, officials in the UAE, a tyrannical, greedy, oil-rich country, no different than Saudi Arabia, really, as far as their brutality, alleged that four oil tankers were damaged in sabotage attacks. Yemeni rebels allied with Iran launched a drone attack on an oil pipeline in Saudi Arabia, and U.S. diplomats relayed a warning that commercial airliners could be misidentified by Iran and attacked, something dismissed by Tehran. Nowhere does the Associated Press say, like, kind of like, no evidence exists for most of this. A rocket landed Sunday near the U.S. Embassy in the green zone of Iraq's capital of Baghdad, days after non-essential U.S. staff were ordered to evacuate from diplomatic posts in the country. No one was reported injured. Iraqi military spokesman Brigadier General Yaha Razul told the Associated Press that the rocket was believed to have been fired from eastern Baghdad, an area home to Iran-backed Shiite militias. Again, believed to have been fired from eastern Baghdad, an area home. So we believe it's coming from eastern Baghdad, an area home to Iran-backed Shiite militias. It's unbelievable. This is literally deja vu. No verification, no proof, propaganda, speculation, lies to inflate the threat of a country that has not threatened us. The Iranian enrichment announcement came after local journalists traveled to Natanz in central Iran, the country's underground enrichment facility. There, an unidentified nuclear scientist gave a statement with a surgical cap and a mask covering most of his face. No one explained his choice of outfit, although Israel is suspected of carrying out a campaign targeting Iranian nuclear scientists. Oh, God. I can't even read any more of this. It's, it's just, it's war propaganda. And then you have this, this idiot, our president, tweeting this yesterday. If Iran wants to fight, that will be the official end of Iran. Never threat the United States again. Who's saying Iran wants to fight? This is, this is John Bolton tweeting for him? There's another one today. The fake news put out a typically false statement without acknowledging that the United States was trying to set up negotiations with Iran, 
This is a false report. Iran will call us if and when they are ready. In the meantime, their economy continues to collapse. Very sad for the Iranian people. Yeah, well, generally, like in Venezuela, when the United States puts illegal, crippling, murderous sanctions on vulnerable countries, yeah, people die and their economy collapses. And then the United States propaganda machine, helped by the corporate media, says, oh, they're collapsing because of decisions made by the government, not because the United States is cutting off their economic apparatus, ability to bank, ability to get foreign money. If this is giving you deja vu, if you remember the Iraq war, this is exactly the propaganda we saw leading up to the Iraq war, minus Bush, Bush and Cheney at least weren't uh, tweeting deranged things. They were just doing deranged things in the background, particularly Cheney. And by the way, the corporate media, they don't see their role. Like if you watch CNN covering this stuff, they don't see their role to actually challenge, like, is there evidence that Iran is has enriched uranium to that level? Is there are the Iranian officials, Iranian officials, the nuclear science people who said that could just be bluffing. They could be hyping up their stockpile and their capacity and their ability to spook the U.S. You know, psychological warfare. You ever heard that? Is there any proof that they have expanded their uh, capability as this report Reuters story? Iran quadruples production of enriched uranium, says Iranian nuclear officials. I have no idea who's verifying this. I don't know if they have inspectors there. You want to say, Jordan, you're too cynical. Take them at their word. Yeah, you know, let's take the CIA at their word that, um, you know, Kennedy was killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, let's just take their... Uh, Let's just take their word for it. Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman, you know. Let's take their word for it that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and, you know, a mushroom cloud will, will de devastate all of us. Let's just take their word for it. Let's take their word for it that, you know, U.S. drones under President Obama, you know, civilian casualties are very minor. Let's take their word for it that, uh, oh, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia, they're, they're, they're doing what they have to do in Yemen. And, you know, that's a local issue. Let's take their word for it that the NSA, how dare you suggest we, we are spying or surveilling on Americans? We have never done that. John Brennan. James Clapper tells Congress. Let's just take their word for it. Let's take... Iran officials word that they're not uh, that they're that they've quadrupled uranium with no verification from the American press or even the American government. Let's take the American government's word that commercial airliners could be misidentified by Iran and attacked. This is literally all of this is 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 wet dreams coming out of John Bolton. Excuse me for the grossness of that statement. It, it, it's just. Delusions out of John Bolton's warmongering mind and body 
into American press stories. And it is dangerous because as I've said in previous videos, if you think for one second that if Trump feels vulnerable, that he is going to lose re-election, if Trump feels vulnerable and he feels like he's up against a tougher candidate this time around than Hillary Clinton, you don't think that current president, the kind of man this person is, would launch a missile at Iran? You don't think this man would send troops into Iran to spook the hell out of the country? To, oh, I'm a wartime president now. To rally the base, to rally the you know those patriots who say we have to stick with the president. You know those patriots meeting Boeing, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, Northrop Grumman, the big banks that pre that benefit from war fossil fuel companies that benefit from war. And you know, you could say whatever, Trump tweets stupidity all the time. Remember Rocket Man, he tweeted that with Kim Jong-un? Right, but we're now at the, what are we, a year and a half away from the general election? Trump will be able to see who, the, who will potentially be the nominee in about a year. So, I would not put it past this person. And this person has the same lunatics that George W. Bush had around him. John Bolton is there. Uh, Mike Pompeo wasn't with Bush, but he comes from that whole, that school of thought. This new defense secretary seems to be a warmonger too. And Donald Trump does not care about American soldiers. He don't care about American veterans either. Donald Trump cares about getting reelected and keeping the greatest reality show in American history going because he's all in it for the ratings. And I got news for you folks. I don't, tr I don't really trust the Democratic Party to stand up. I mean, I don't really hear the Democratic Party screaming from the rooftops, where is the evidence? I hear some, not all. This is how the media makes those Benjamins. As Brian Williams said on NBC, I am guided by the beauty of our weapons.